Oh, wrong one. Back to the Beers and Sears podcast, week four or episode four, excuse me. Uh, we have somehow survived <clears throat> the unfortunate game this past week in a DKR against the TCU Horn Frogs. Uh, it was absolutely miserable to be at and to watch, but somehow kind of came away unscathed, even though morale is not too high. But there's a couple things that we can do to make morale better. First off, we've got a new logo, we've got uh, Shout out to Carly and Booba. She is the one who actually made that, and it is incredible. But to go with the new logo, we've got new shirts. Hold on. Give me two seconds. I'm going off mic, and I'm going to go grab one. These things are sweet. Shout out logo uh, and everything. These are, things are awesome. Uh, please Venmo me $15 if you would like one. If you're not in the state of Texas, please Venmo, Venmo me uh, 20 because I uh, would have to ship that to you, and I really don't want to have to pay for that. So please. In, in season one and two and three, that's really what put us under. What? Shipping. Shipping, yeah. Shipping was ate into a big part of our operating costs and profit margins, considering I also – ship maybe 80 percent of the ones that people actually bought so if you didn't buy one just text me please and i'll send you another one and i'm sorry if you're watching on youtube thank you please let us know how that goes please ask us questions or i don't really know how that works um, who's uh who's watching right now uh we've got seven watching i don't know who scott's the only one who's commented anything so oh, there you go s-a bird Thanks, uh Thank you, Bird. That is freaking awesome. I never thought we'd be able to get this working and and almost did it at the last <laughs> second, but here we are. Uh, please th thank you again this weekend. I know TCU weekend's always uh, big on the Instagram because uh, of all the Fort Worth friends, but it was even more so this weekend, and that's awesome for us to see. Even if John wasn't there, although John Atkins was there, it was just John Atkins Sr., not Jr., uh, it was still really cool to see. We appreciate all that stickers, all that nonsense. So please keep it going. All right. Let's get into the game. First off, how was Joel Klatt? Yeah, he uh, he made his opinion heard about the referees. Um, you know, he was very blunt about it, um, saying, I mean, I guess exposing the fact that it's uh, – a local group that's put together on a weekly basis rather than a crew that's traveling around the nation, um, which is news to me. Uh, I think yeah, most I people who are college football fans this year, only the big 12 would pull some crap yeah, like yeah. that. But um, he did his typical, you know, kind of uh, praise Sam Ellinger for everything he's done, yada, yada, yada. Um, and then I mean, probably the rest of the game, he was just talking about how sloppy it was. Um, Gus Johnson was, Gus Johnson, that's my favorite part of it all. Is Gus Johnson just being a goober and Clat being like completely on top of this stuff? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I, I was I was bummed that that's who called it because Clat has quickly become one of my favorite uh, color guys, and Gus isn't too bad. You know, he's he's all right. Uh, he had like Klatt's one of the greatest great. UT calls ever, like the kick against OU is like one of the best. That's true. That's true. That's a good point. So, um, getting okay. Let's get into the refs that you touched on. We don't want to dwell on it. It was so bad from the from the first quarter. I mean, the first quarter was unwatchable. That was one of the worst appearances I've ever seen from just a one quarter of a football game. I mean, there was two reviews on reviews, plus the you know what was it like twelve penalties. Both sides. I mean, talking to TC fans afterwards, they're like, "Yeah, that was that was disgusting both ways," and it continued on out through the game. We um, were on pace to break the record of penalties in a game, no like kidding. by a long shot. And so I think someone told him at halftime, "Like, no, you really don't want to be this this umpiring 
I was uh, I, I honestly thought I was like there's a decent chance that like at the quarter or something like both Patterson and Herman like come to midfield and like talk the refs and be like hey you got to stop this like this is ridiculous both well, I mean both sides oh so yeah completely game. there was no flow to it that was the no. longest quarter as well I think it was like an hour and 25 minutes yeah it was close it was. it was close to an hour and a half yeah, it was hard to it was hard to watch, and Fox was not helping with our typical first quarter commercial breaks. My God! Oh gosh, um, yeah. That was no flow whatsoever to that first half. There were at um, least six TV timeouts in that first quarter. Yeah, I mean, I believe it with all the reviews. Um, I don't know what was your favorite. I guess favorite uh, horrible call that God. took place last weekend. That's tough to say. The the Jake Smith offensive pass interference, I think, was my favorite. I mean. It, it yeah. wasn't it, it was a, it's just such a ticky tacky call and it was kind of after you know after i think it was in the second quarter and they'd finally kind of let up a little bit it seemed like and then they called that and it was just like mother fuck like yeah mine was the uh, okafor i think it was okafor or maybe it was jones downfield like three yeah. and a half yards yeah. down the field on the uh, avante woodward or woodard uh, i guess reception down like the three yard line a pretty crucial point of the game um that was the most <laughs> ridiculous call that they were not making the whole game but they happened to see it right when we made a big play um, yeah but before we dive too much into them i would like to be known that it wasn't we didn't lose this game because of referees no we lost definitely not coaching and and just lack of execution shout out to web seven minutes execution uh execution is not our thing still um but the refs Definitely did not help. Um, I think they gave TCU the confidence at the beginning of the game because, like, the the Keontae, like, 65-yard run that looks like he almost snapped his ankle at the end. Mm, yeah. Like, that was been like, all right, get the monkey off our back. Instead, our offense never got moving, right? Right. And it constantly kept us kind of, like, playing from behind in that first half, which truly had an impact. But we still got a, you know, TCU still had some calls against them that were bull crap as well. So. Right. Exactly. No, that's what I was going to say. Like there was no, like, obviously the fumble at the end was a mistake, but there were no big mistakes to that point, to that size. Uh, uh, you know, Jake Smith the dropping the pass on third down when he could have scored okay, a that, touchdown. That, that was, that was a big mistake. I was talking was, more like at the beginning of the first half, like there was nothing that really set us back completely. You could argue the same pick, at the end of the half, you know, that pretty much just gave them three points. But, I mean, the defense still stopped them on a short field there. So, yeah. like, there was just little things that just kept on picking up, you know. That right. The legal the legal formation on that first down, that was – I mean, that's just all coaching. They never showed what, They never showed a replay of that. I never saw so, what happened. So, Brewer we – had, we had too many guys on the line, which is fine, but that made the – it made Brewer uh, ineligible essentially. Okay. That makes sense. So Brewer was on the line, but so was the receiver to outside of him. And so yes. that made him ineligible and he didn't. That's, I mean, all he had to do is take two steps back or the, you know, the receiver on the other side could take two steps back and be off and it would have been fine. But yeah. it, that's just all coaching, like little stuff like that. And then we'll get into the play calling the, you know, towards the end of the game, but yeah, just no momentum. And you finally get a glimmer of, of hope with the fumble and then going up at uh, with what eight minutes left in the fourth and you go three and out both times. Oh God. Yeah. That was, yeah. When we had the ball, like I think we were within our 10 yard line and third down play to Jake Smith. He like fell like, yeah. Like, two. like I, I don't know that <clears throat> that one was almost more frustrating than the uh, drop pass. Cause you finally had a lead and all it was going to take was, two, maybe three first downs to get us out of our, you know, our end of, our end of the field and also two, four, five, maybe six minutes off the clock. Instead, we punted a terrible punt. Guy got the ball on the 40-yard line and scored in two plays. So, Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, you know, it's just that old saying that football does not reward the timid and all that came to complete fruition at the end of the game. Um, that's really cheesy. It's true, though. Yeah. The play – I mean, the play call at the, the with eight minutes left was a Sam run and an inside zone, and then a just a short, you know, mid game pass that it goes yeah. incomplete. It was the right. exact same play calling as last year against Iowa State when we were up late in the fourth. 
So mm-hmm. literally the exact same. What I, yeah, no, it's actually a good comparison. Uh, normally win or loss, I actually enjoy watching the, you know, Longhorn Rewind or whatever it's called. Yeah. With Cole and, and Tom, because it's a quick way to watch a read, you know, the whole game, or at least the more important plays of the whole game without having commercials and right. And you just have to do with Logalunda. An hour and they knock it out. And I just I couldn't even get myself to to watch this game because it was just that choppy and so unfundamental. And I I know we said it week one, week two, week three, you know, whatever week it is now, uh, that this was going to be a a choppy season where coaches had trouble getting their teams prepared just because of you know lack of, of focus and and not a normal routine that we're all used to or that they're all used to. But at some point you would think this stuff would start going away, not stuff, this uh, really like stupid plays, uh, bad formations, um, just mistakes would go away. And I mean, if there's ever a time to clean it up, it's, it's now. So yeah, you got a, you got a big uh, test in front of you and a more, yeah, big opportunity against a team that's pretty beat up. Um, so let's get into individual stuff on the offense, but first got a ad read from a uh, longtime listener. Uh, this ads for Epic Chemistry. Epic is a specialty chem- chemical provider for the oil and gas industry started by Fiji a couple years ago. They concentrate on providing excellent service and strive themselves on being highly technical. Anyone who's in the oil and gas industry and frustrated with their current program, uh, give them a call. Epic provides all specialty chemicals, including corrosion inhibitors, biocides, surf- surfactants, oh gosh, <laughs> definitely screwed that up, and more. Uh, if you have a chemical need, they have a tailored solution for you. It is Texas OU weekend, so they have methanol and poor point dis- depressants for when the cold front comes in. Uh, go check out their website, uh, www.epicchemistry, spelled normally, or reach out to one of them directly. Um, so shout out Thomas uh, Grady for sending that in to us. Go check out if, I mean, I'm sure there's a decent amount of people listening that are in the oil and gas industry. So please go check them out. Uh, we really appreciate it. Thomas sending that to us. Okay, let's get into. Hey, no, that's yeah, GWO. That's awesome. Thank yeah. you for that. That's uh, that's that's Fiji supporting uh, uh, Fiji right there. Um, okay, I wonder if we do have any oil and gas listeners. I'm pretty sure we do. I mean, yeah, you would think, right? Um, Maybe they all got the fired offense, or quit. Before like we jump into the offense, whoa, 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 whoa. What? Uh, Thomas Rochelle, shout out. He's typically the one that calls us out on this. The uh, beer. <sighs> Oh, fuck. Beer, beer of the week. I'm going to let you take this one, Stuart. Uh, what did I have yesterday? I had, uh, Wild Manhattan, Acre Brewing. Ma- no, I had a Manhattan Project. Um, Hoppenheimer is a West Coast IPA. It's really good. I highly suggest it. If you're in Dallas this weekend, definitely um, go check. They're out. Uh, Central Market's actually having 15% off uh, Texas beer right now at the one on lovers so you you're in, going to central market more often i'm getting a little worried i go to central market a lot it's really close and i'm just kind of a central market stand now i i like kroger i'll go get the the simple stuff but central markets prepared dinners are so easy and i just don't want to deal with it and it's no it's very it's it's like a much, what do you go much- to don't no, act I mean, like you're like I'm some hoity-toity because I go to Central Market. <laughs> no, I was I was a Central guy. I was, but we don't have H E B. That's the thing. Yeah, no, H E B is like a step down from Central, but Central is is really good. I'm jealous that you uh, you have one close because it's it's definitely burned through your wallet though. Yeah, it's not the cheapest, but if you you can do it right, like the pre-med stuff, and it's not too bad. You know, you can and that's get your out beer of, of the week. All right, and that's your beer of the week. Okay. Thanks, Thomas, for calling us out on there. Central Market is now a sponsor. Yeah, they've, if Central Market becomes a sponsor, that's when we made it. I'll, I'll, I think I actually know someone. Thomas, you you gotta know someone. Oh, who works Thomas at definitely Market. knows someone. San Antonio. That's all you have. H E B and where's where did Central or uh, where did H E B start? Do you know? Uh, what is this? That's not even funny. But yeah, Kerrville. Ha ha. I'm just asking. Henry E. But uh, actually, all right, Charles. No, it's Henry. And Thomas, fact check us. The things. guy who runs it now is Charles, I think. We'll deal with that later. Yeah, we'll she started uh, started with selling tomatoes and uh, potatoes out of Kerrville, Texas. That's weird. All right, getting into the offense. Specifically, start with Sam. There was rumors that came out Saturday morning that he, is, he had a some sort of like deep bone bruise. It never said which leg. I didn't believe it coming out. And then after the first quarter, I was like, okay, that, that – 
that might actually be true. He was running slower than usual. Multiple people made that comment that I, I was agree. watching the game with, yep. but everyone was like, oh, it's just because he's gotten bigger. And no. I didn't I, – now that you mention it, like I think there was a correlation there. Like he definitely was running slower for sure. And I feel like on his throws, like he wasn't putting as much force weight into – from his legs. He was kind of standing up taller. I don't know. He just looked – he looked off. And so that's why I kind of brought it up and believe those comments sucks but you know whatever injuries part of it we've pretty dang lucky honestly with injuries so far so i'll take that but he still really didn't he came out so slow and i I can't think of one throw where he it was just like damn like that was a really good sam toss yeah i mean he started (laughs) poor guy was like one for nine to start that was so bad i mean just getting going back to the choppy start that was the entire game but uh uh, it was not his best effort in the first half. Um, I mean, still threw four TDs. Um, I just, I can't, I agree. I agree. I can't think of one, like, just terrible, I guess, really, really good throw either. I guess that's true. But, I mean, he ended up, what, 17 of 34 or something like that? I think exactly at 500, not what you think from your typical, from a uh, typical Sam performance, even with the four uh, touchdowns. I mean, the interception was really, really bad. And he, he got going better in the second half. I think he was like 12 for 20 or, you know, something a little bit better, but not so great. How much of that will you attest to the actual like defensive effort though? I mean, TCU's defense played pretty well up front in terms yeah. of, they, they definitely dominated our offensive line like tremendously. Oh, I didn't think that it was a domination. I mean, they had no sacks. But I don't know. I just feel like Sam didn't have much time back there. Yeah. Okay. He probably didn't have as much time. Yeah. I, I, he didn't have a ton of time, but I still thought they played a lot better than last week against Tech. Oh, yeah. And, no. It's, <laughs> and, I know, and I know TCU's D line really isn't like incredible and their linebackers aren't either. But um, yeah, you're probably, you're probably right. Probably still didn't have enough time to truly make a difference. I think. Um, the offensive line issues more were just the penalties that they kept on getting. And obviously we already talked about the refs, but that was, that was the, what stuck out to me more about the offensive line than not. I mean, Cosme is Cosme and Kersetter didn't fuck up too much. Uh, that's about all you can ask for. Um, so again, though, I think we both talked about this. Sam was our second leading rusher in this game. Yep. Um, and I just, we've got to get out of that habit. I, mean, I don't know why. I think uh, my hot take was a little, little hot. Um, that was a little hot. Versus, versus TCU, uh, still did not have a guy rush over 100 yards. So. Wait, no, Roshan was the leader at 63, but then he got dinged up and didn't come back in. So, uh, yeah, I, that was that was pretty bold. But I mean, I don't know. I thought offense stalled out so much, and the no, lack of momentum was so evident and so many three and outs that that's just a testament of your running game, not being able to get going. I thought Roshan played really well until he got hurt though. And I, and I thought Keontae did too. I I didn't think they played that bad. Yeah. Keontae, unfortunately he could have had a greatest game ever, but that, that play at the end is kind of an overshadow everything. I know that's, that's tough. It's so tough because you don't, you, you don't, your second string's out. He's been in for three plays, and he probably should have scored or could have scored on that on the run, the first run. Um, the, the long run, yeah. Or... The long run, yeah. It's Dude, that, tough. Guy brought, that guy was fast. That cornerback was really fast. He is really fast, but you know, it was possible essentially. And then, yeah, the sticking the ball out, like he's smarter than that, and it sucks that he has like two of the worst plays of the past two years that what was the first down call i'm like blanking on what it was what do you mean the first down first and goal what was the call uh sorry not first and goal but because the so he got down to like what the 13 or 14 yard line something like that yeah and then we ran a another play with Keontae. got down to the 17 and um or, sorry, pass pass complete to Keontae for two yards, penalty, too many men on the field. Pass complete to Ingram for 50 yards. Ingram run for 16 yards to the TC1, and then first That's goal right. was, the, was the fumble. So right. that was the first play back, which really it hurts. And that's I think going back to 
Sam being hurt, why are you not running him on that first play? That's what I was thinking. We were talking about that as well. Uh, I don't know, the the three straight plays to Keontae, I mean, Sam being a bowling ball that he has been his whole career, like that's – as a senior leader, you got to – that's got to be a play call to you. Right. But at the same time, Keontae had momentum. I mean, 2020 hindsight is just – Bitch, I know, but. but it's just like in supposedly not to insult to injury. Supposedly Bijan like tries to go in and Drayton's like no get back, like pulls him back after the big run. So on first down, I, well, I just oh, yeah, I don't, know. I don't think they wanted to sub because in TCU is gonna you know right 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 right. I know, it but was, I mean it was a classic like you know sitting on your couch sitting here. You're like go down, go down, go down. Let's burn clock, burn clock, and it's like fuck. <laughs> I just think. I don't know. It's why are we, I get like trying to go quick and go quick and score quickly. But at that point you're up what two touchdowns or two uh, you're, there's two minutes left on the clock. I think they had at least two timeouts left. Wouldn't you want to burn just a little bit of clock? Yeah, like, I know. I don't. Yeah, exactly. If you're not <laughs> that's done that first and goal, burn the clock or make them use a timeout. I mean, right. Just, that too. Yeah. Make them think about it. Like do a bunch of crazy uh, formation changes during the play and like, see if you can get them to draw off, you know, just little, little stuff. I, I don't know. It was such a situational football type moment that you end up getting bit in the ass. That just did we, I'm, I'm totally blanking, but uh, didn't we fumble versus USC in a similar situation? Yeah. It was, it was Sam. Overtime. Yeah. Overtime. Uh, that was the, it, was that his uh, sophomore year, freshman year? That was, no, that was his. That was his sophomore, freshman year. That was his freshman year. That was his freshman year. Yeah, he fumbled in overtime. Yeah, same, ex- literally the ex- well, pretty much similar situation, except it wasn't in overtime. But yeah, I mean, it just yeah. I mean, hopefully you take this and learn from it. Um, hopefully we don't play these kind of like terrible games versus very inferior teams the rest of the season. But, you know, situational <laughs> football, we learn not to play a six stand like that. And, I mean, kudos to TCU as well, making a good play there. But just yeah. don't – don't, especially on first down. That was what frustrated me the most. It's like, you know, if it was third down and extended, I'd, I'd get it. But first down, it's like just ah. – but It's just the, the weird play calling, I think, with eight minutes left when you're finally up. It deserves – close to as much blame as the fumble. That was just absolutely pathetic. I yeah. I pray to God that wasn't Herman, but I think it was because it was literally the exact same thing as Iowa State last year. So, who knows? Offensively, I mean, do you have anything else in general? I, I They didn't play up to their standard by far. I mean, where were the receivers? That was – that. yeah, that was the other thing. Like, Jake Smith had a couple good catches. He had the bad drop. I thought the Epps touchdown was a pretty good – way to use his body and like get big and against a good safety. He was a little bit smaller, but it's still a good safety. Um, yeah. Wiley's big catch was huge, but yeah. Wiley was our leading receiver. That's not good. No, that's not good. Yeah. And yeah. school. Why is Kai money on the field? I he, He's basically schooler, but not as good. That drives me crazy. I don't know, man. Tariq black had a couple bad drops too. Yeah, he did. There was one God, I want to say, like in the it was like third and goal or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, the the uh, Eagles the Eagles the catch depressing. Our, the last the last thing I know is depressing. The la- the Eagles touchdown wasn't very very savvy. I don't know if you saw it, but it was like a total like a, a hitch like a ten yard hitch. He's in the slot, ten yard hitch waits and then just kind of sits there and look plays dumb. And then goes streaking down the field when the safety tries to go and help, and realizes that the linebackers got him. That was, that was a vet move. I'll give him that. That was a good play. But yeah, offense kind of sucked. Um, I mean, defensively, I, I thought they, the bendo break was definitely in play. They didn't let up any massive, massive, like ridiculously catch long catches. Yeah. Um, the Quentin Johnson one for 50 yards, that hurt, especially since he used to be committed to us. But other than that, like, there wasn't yeah, any Joel, huge ones. Joel Cloud made that be be known. That he was committed to Texas? Yeah. They usually do. It's never the other way around. But no, of course not. But I, I thought the corners played pretty well, especially Josh Thompson. I thought they both played pretty damn well. Um, 
I think uh, other DBs, like the tackling wasn't great, but it was probably a little bit better than last week. Well, we got a sack, so that was good. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and a fumble um, in the backfield, which is good, too. I mean, D-line played – Conjure Coburn had a very, very good day. I mean, he he took know. advantage. I agree. Of of a of a weak TCU O-line. And, yeah, and you that finally first get drive. Sack. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, you finally get the sack. And how many tackles for losses? Like five? I don't know, something – actually nine. Wow. Nine tackle uh, for losses? Jesus. But, I mean, that first drive, they were rolling on us, right, after the yeah. terrible three and out to start the game. And yeah. I think it was third and one, maybe a short two. And uh, our defensive line, I think it was Ojomo and Keandre just got in there and blew the play up. Um, I can't remember, did they kick a field goal in their first possession? Uh, no, they – they. I don't think they scored. Yeah, they punted. Um, but then Juwan Mitchell gets thrown out for an absolute bullshit uh, – targeting call wow and, I forgot about that. and it kind of started to kind of change and you i think duggan realized like okay that was probably you know one of their best tacklers and i'm gonna run right up the middle of the rest of the game now and try to run over quarters in session jacques uh, you like that yeah that's pretty good um yeah you really got that one you got that one pretty good thanks um i lost my train of thought after that terrible joke jalon Juwan Mitchell, once he's out, then it really kind of got ugly in terms of QB scrambling. And obviously, that last touchdown play, I have no idea what the fuck is going on. Okay, take a step back from that. Was that actually a targeting? No. I didn't think so. I mean, I don't even know what the definition of targeting is anymore, not to sound like an old person. No. Really it, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty construed from what it when it first came in a couple years ago to what it, it's become now. I think if you're going for the ball and like all that, unless it's super malicious, which that was not, it, it shouldn't be targeting. And the fact, and it only made it worse that they reviewed it after the review and like, that was just pathetic and it just added on. But I mean, after that, it was just, it seemed a lot uglier in terms of like the midfield tackling, the freaking jet sweeps, the third and eight jet sweep towards the end oh. of the game. God, that's terrible. And then, that was a really deflating way for them to get a first down. It really was. That was <laughs> like, it was like watching the Maryland game a few years ago when all they were doing was running fucking jet sweep and uh, we couldn't stop it. I really thought, honestly, when we fumbled, like I, I had, you know, I guess completely, it sank in that I we had fumbled the ball and whatever. I was like, look, we're gonna stuff them here. We're gonna get the ball back. And we're gonna be fine. Yeah. Well, we didn't. Um, I thought they. I still think they played decent, despite like the fuck ups at the end, the touchdown at the end. And the, yeah. it was an improvement for, against tech as, as basically what I'm saying. Yeah, no, no, I agree. I think it was, I mean, <laughs> it couldn't get much worse than how it was versus tech. I think they um, definitely, I guess, took, took a step in the right direction. I think one guy who honestly I did not like at all, but he ended up having a lot more stats than I really expected was Jacoby Jones. He, uh, he was pissing me off the whole game. He would celebrate on like the most meaningless plays. Uh, and it just was like, dude, get back. Uh, Cause every time TC would rush back to the line and they ended up going. So it'd be like second Quickly. and 12 turned into like a third and three yeah. and first down every time. And just little things like that, that was frustrating to me. But um, I agree that the defensive backs played, played better, but that wasn't necessarily like that probably was going to be one of the easier quarterbacks that they're going to be up against. Yeah. From a, definitely from a, you know, throwing the ball standpoint. Yes. Agreed. That's, and now it's uh, time to step back up because it's, it's go time. And there were a couple, there were a couple balls that could have, like there was that one deflection that could have been picked. Yeah. And uh, it was in the air for like three seconds. That, that thing felt like it was in there for so long and he didn't throw a touchdown, but he, oh, there was just, <clears throat> yeah, I'm getting frustrated again. Anyways, I really talk about the TCU game anymore. Just, I know I'm pretty sick of it too. Let's move on to wait. All right, before we do that, did you feel like it made it better or worse? Like, did it make you feel any better or worse that OU lost later that night? I didn't give a fuck. I really didn't. It really made me even more mad because I was like, damn, we could have had a two game lead on OU in the Big 12. Like, don't even call it the driver's seat, call that like laid up on a tee for you. 
And okay, you're just setting yourself up for failure. You realize that, like, you would you feel that's this with this team and being up two games on OU going into OU, like after they've lost two in a row, you don't think that immediately like is t- perfect for Texas just to absolutely get pantsed, like fall on their face, like Mac Brown middle, like you know towards the end of the Mac Brown age when he just like tried to basically not game plan at all. And we were never ferried, ferried, favored, favored in the like last two. I think or three we looked years. that up. I think we looked that up the last time we were favored, and I want to say it was two thousand. We're not even favored this week. No, why would we be, dude? Like, what? Because it's embarrassing. It's truly embarrassing that we are not favored. It. I mean, it is, but like, I'd say it's more embarrassing we've been this that favored in this long rather than this week specifically, but. I wouldn't. I I wouldn't have his favorite. Are you kidding me? After this hey, pass, you need to you need to clean your camera. Looks like you have like a freaking Rudolph on your nose. Rudolph on my nose. How's that look? Does that look better? That might be the reflection from the light. Oh, or it looks like a booger. This thing. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Um, Ashley okay. said it looked like a booger. Sweet. Thanks, Ashley. Glad you got the support. Let's dive into it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? We usually do something before we dive into the game. We usually do, like, you know, favorite traditions and all that for OU. Oh, well, none of those matter this year, do they? <laughs> <laughs> well, we still talk about it. We could talk about, you know, Durbin. Okay. Durbin, Durbin did have the good March Grandioso. That's and, honestly my, like, my favorite part of the whole, like, game. Oh, yeah. And – Whenever they come around and they spell out Texas, after the first time they spell Texas, right before they say T, the band will stop. And everything pauses and everybody looks around. And they're like, wait, did they have a seizure? And then that's when you yell, be seizure. the fuck out of OU. And they keep going. And they'll do it all throughout the game. You just got to pay attention. They'll put up the horn. Watch, watch the. Fuck the band guy's not even gonna be there. Why am I saying this? The leader. The band's not gonna be there, dude. I know, but like, still, let's talk about it because it makes it feel more real. Last year we found a new spot, which was fun. That was good. But um, yeah, yeah, that was a good spot. There was there was half price beers and there was corn dogs. They weren't Fletchers, but they were still corn dogs. Yeah, there were no lines. There were I think no we do lines. A, I think we did the. Uh, Instagram live from the merry go or the swing ride. Yeah, we did on the swing. That was hilarious. Yeah, I'd be like all the way by myself. I was there like three, yeah. four kids. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> hey, how, how are you? How about the game? Fuck me, right? Fuck this. Uh, yeah, some of our other favorite traditions are going to get martinis and pizza after the game. That was a great year. Uh, that was technically the Big 12 championship. Was it? Yeah, it was, and it was because then we sat next oh, to a really like really really depressing drunk old man who was watching the Alabama Georgia game. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That was. Bad. He made me feel really good about my life. Yeah, he made, he made you feel real a lot better about drinking too. I am down uh, to do that teams. though. Honestly, after OU games moving forward, that's a great idea. I think it's a good tradition because it's a cold, dark. If anyone's ever been to Louis in Dallas, you know exactly if it's the best place to go get a drink and pizza by far. And it's cold. It's dark. They got a bunch of TVs and martinis are incredible. Pizza's great too. Get the Caesar salad or the uh, uh, baked oysters. And yeah, let's do that. We're just going to do a full beers and sears party after OU every year. They open at five on Saturdays. See you there next next year. year. All right. uh, One of my only other favorite little traditions. It's fun, fun to go do if you get there early enough. Is go over where like the t- the team buses come in. Yeah, and it's like a war zone in there. Yeah. Like, those are all the people that are like sober, like not drinking before the game, watching mm-hmm. the teams come in. You know, maybe mainly father sons hanging out, and it's just like mainly really intense. And all the players come out, and the bands are blaring their uh, songs. It's a great little tradition if you're ever there early enough to wander over the. I guess that'd be the south side of the stadium. Um, yes. But yeah, like uh, yeah, that's yeah. always cool. Obviously, corn dogs. Um, gonna miss. I'm gonna miss meeting at the old mill Inn. That's a that's a good little spot to hang out after the game too. 
yeah that's always the classic go-to um if you can get a table oh it's like the greatest greatest thing we've done yeah because then you can just post up and get constant beer it's just like a constant rotation of beers it's a it's a good spot it's in the shade so you're not getting absolutely that was burned. the great part about our new spot is that you've got the the like fountain or the, like the whatever waters over there behind you and so there's not that much like just sitting spot but there's a bunch of people just walking through yeah while i was in shade so you saw a bunch of people which was really fun have uh, you ever like waited long enough i guess been there towards like closer to nighttime it's really kind of like obviously sketchy when you leave the fairgrounds but man. when you're walking around it is like it's really melancholy because all like the drunk drunk people have already left <laughs> yeah and it's just like it's kind of sad you're like it's kind of like i've been here for you like, start thinking about hours really now. deep things yeah i've had nothing but fried food like probably way too much beer and i'm still here i need to go back to the m streets and hang out go sit on my friend's couch but like do you i i get what you're saying i don't know it's a, just such a once in a year thing that you gotta get like really take advantage of it and live it out to its fullest i mean you did it right last year flying up flying out uh or was that two years ago no that was last year because of uh baseball playoffs were going on that was a, right that was a fun fun day though because like you don't have to drive at all you don't have to worry about your stuff and is kinda... doing that i think this year well but panda's doing that this year it's obviously a little bit different because yeah no but still i think it's you know much easier to get out you don't wake up in dallas on sunday that's the worst literally if you're not waking from dallas, in dallas? That is the worst part of the weekend is waking up there on sunday that is oh. the worst yeah well i mean because all y'all little you know bums are too hungover to go get breakfast you're like oh, i'll just wait before you know it, it's like noon and i don't get home till like six well Maybe. last year one of our uh great friends clogged my toilet and nobody ever admitted to it so that was great not i i'm one of our friends i have my suspicions have you had any corny dogs from uh no i need to go i keep on telling people about it i was about to say carl's jr i don't know why I said no that. it's golden chick there we go thank you I, I need to I need to go do that. That might be a that might be a. You ever been to Carl's week. Jr. before? No, can't say yeah. that I have. Golden Chick's great though, even without the corny dogs. Golden Chick's pretty solid. It's no chicken knees, but it's pretty good. All right, is it getting when, kind when of was cold? The last time, when was the last time? I think we, it's getting kind of chilly. Let's check the weather. It is. It is indeed. Um, uh, well, so on Saturday is eighty nine, but it's eighty four on Friday. So sure, it's getting colder. That's cold front. Um, when was the last time we went to OU weekend? Texas ranked OU unranked. Ooh, wow, that's good. I should have tried to find that. I did find it. This... I'm gonna Google. Okay, I'm just gonna do my spiel that I wrote out. Oklahoma travels south to the Cotton Bowl this weekend in front of 20,000 of the loudest and most pissed off fans of college football after falling to K State in week two. The Sooners and Sid from Toy Story followed up with another disappointing loss to the Cyclones. First back-to-back regular season losses for OU since 1999. This will be the 116th meeting between the two with the Land Thieves bringing the Golden Hat back down to Dallas after barely pulling it out last uh, year, 34-27. Jalen Hurts is gone. He's been replaced by five-star Spencer Rattler. Started off the season really well, but since thrown four picks in the past two games. Uh, true freshman Seth McGowan is their stud running back this year with Ron J. Stevenson getting – Caught for weed and someone else, Trey Sermon transferred or left for some reason. He's averaging over four, five yards a carry, mostly because they're unbelievable line that's led by fifth-year senior, uh, what's his name, Creed Humphrey, who's really good and likes talking a lot of shit. Charleston Rambo is their receiver de jour uh, of this uh, year squad. He only had three catches for us against us last year, but that's number's probably going to go up maybe by about fivefold. Um, this week he had Uh, no chance last year with cd i know i'm just saying defense there's rumors that defensive end ronnie perkins who was also suspended for uh failing a ncaa marijuana test this past summer there's rumors that he's playing this week um he was supposed to sit out i think for the first four games but he appealed basically because it's a shortened season he should he should have already um served his sentence so you will so we'll see if he actually comes in uh their dbs not great linebackers they lost kenneth murray the only guy that comes back is everyone's favorite uh brennan bradley hines number 44 that short little midget with long hair who loves talking um a lot of shit and can't really back it up either also former five star is that number 44 44 
God, dude. That guy, I think I told you the story. Was it last? Is he a sophomore? Junior. Okay. His freshman year, he was bouncing around, throwing the horns down. Yeah. Um, I think that was the game where Kyler brought it, like, you know, brought him all the way back. Right? Was that two years ago? Yeah. 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 Um, the he was six or seven yard run. Throwing the horns down. He ended up getting into like a verbal like fight with a bunch of people in front of me at the game. <laughs> uh, and I, for, ever since then, he's like, I, I noticed him whenever during the OU games. And he's like just a little shit out there. Yeah, he is a little shit. I, I was actually talking to an old coworker this past week. Um, and he's just, you know, diehard Sooner fan. And he was saying it's like everyone gets so sick of his shit because all he does is talk a bunch and then just doesn't back it up at all. Um, mm-hmm. And he was like a huge prospect. You know, he's the whole deal. Been talked up his entire life and, you know, still hasn't been able to back it up. He's so small. I mean, all we got to do he's is not big. Wiley on him and he can't do anything. Yeah, he's really not that big, but he's kind of fast, but that's about it. Um Line said it minus two and a half for OU, as we mentioned earlier. The over is at 72, um, which is interesting. Uh, after you think it's low, I think it's a little high, honestly. Um, Rattler having thrown four picks the past two games, Sam was barely over or was at 500 this past game. I, I don't know, that seems, seems a little high. We'll see. And it's probably going to be a lot of run. Run, both offenses are going to be run heavy. If I had to guess, um, but I think that's a little high. I would maybe lean towards the under, but no chance I'll take that. Uh, so, what? Weirdly enough, um, the last time Texas and Oklahoma played, both unranked. I know we're not unranked this game, but just go with me here. Was nineteen ninety eight. Texas won that game 34 to 3. Um, in 97, we How both. How many yards did Ricky have? Texas won that game 27 24. Wait, that must have been Ricky's last OU. Yeah. Sounds about right. Um, in 2016, OU was number 20. We were unranked. We lost 45 40. I remember that game because we made it really competitive. Was, yeah. Huh? Yeah. That was. Was that Sam's sophomore year? No. Freshman year? No, 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 no. no. That was Swoops. That was Swoops last year. Sorry. It was Swoops last year because that was that was the Notre Dame year. Mm-hmm. Or really, it was Shane. I was going to say Shane. I think it was the right. But he got banged up towards the end and Swoops, I think, yep. came in. I can't remember. Anyways. All right. Predictions. I'll go first. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How many uh, how many games in a, how many games in a row has it been for you? Well, you're not going. Wait, are you going? I'm not going. I thought you were. Are you not going to DC? I am still going to DC. I'm going oh, the to the White House. The, I'm going to the White House. No, I don't know. I swear. I'm no. You're I'm, not. I swear in my life. Literally, they're the president of the United States has COVID. You're not I'm, going to the White House. I'm going to the White House to get COVID. It's, I've it's just I've got this opportunity. It already got canceled in April. I'm doing it. Okay. If there's one year to miss, there's no corny dogs. There's no. No, no, no. no. I'm not. I'm. I don't care that you're missing the game. I know. I know. I know. I know. Are you going? No, I'm not going to the game. Yeah, I that's just, what I'm saying. <laughs> I I don't care that you're not missing the game. I just you're going to the freaking White House when the president and like 17 people have gotten COVID. That makes no sense. How are you getting in? I'm. I don't know. I'm getting in. I know I'm getting in. We're, we're going to see you on like Fox News. This isn't like beers and politics. Well, Alexa wants it to be beers and politics. Oh, yeah, she does. She's that not, get, she's not gonna business. like that. She's gonna yell at you for that. Um, Damn it! How many years in a row? Shit. Yeah, no. Seriously, think about it. It's actually a fun little exercise. Damn, I didn't think about it. this. Ends the streak. This doesn't count, by the way. I mean, it counts, but. Jeez, I really don't know. I mean, it, this is it, my it, first game I've missed since junior year of high school. I was gonna say at least ten or eleven. Two thousand ten is the last game I missed, and then um, it's been a hell of a run. We I know I went every game. year in high school, so that was from two thousand eight. So this is probably twelve. Yeah, damn. That at the minimum, that might be longer. 
because my dad. I'm not me. counting this year, by the way. It does. It says not count. I'm like, you know, 30 years from now when I gotta go to Tim Taylor and tell him how many years I've been doing games. My dad refuses to go back to uh, Fair Park after one time we were leaving, and <laughs> his car had just been completely keyed in one of those, you know, guys' front yards just for no reason. <laughs> that's imagine, hilarious you can imagine what he was like on that it was not fun did we win or lose the game i think we lost too and it was ugly. horrible day it was a really bad day i didn't you know i was like oh whatever football but okay so oklahoma coming into this game losing one two straight two. one to kansas state at home um, a complete choke the other being in ames iowa which ames has proven to be a tough play to Place to play. Weird things happen in Ames, night. Iowa. Yeah, it's a, it's becoming close to that Stillwater at night kind of kind of place. Um, I don't know about that, but it's uh, I don't know. I, I watched a lot of that game, and obviously Iowa State their, their defense uh, improved from. I don't know what happened between the Ula La game and, and that game, but something happened in Fort Worth where they found themselves. Um, so. I didn't watch. I've watched zero minutes of OU this year. I'll be honest. So I watched. I thought you. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Well, we didn't watch the Kansas State game. Um, they, you know, it reminds me a lot of those OU teams from like three or four years ago. Like last year's team, I thought was national championship worthy because they finally have like found a defense. Mm. But. Those Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield teams that like could not stop anybody. Yeah, like this kind of reminds me of that team. They kind of reverted back to that, like Rose Bowl against Georgia. You yes, yeah. Well, Georgia's they went to overtime in that game, but that was a great I game. Agree. They it just they very very porous defense, um, but their quarterback like rather made some mistakes. Obviously, in the Kansas State game, um, three picks. In Iowa State, which some argue could have been passing interference, but you don't as a freshman. In that circumstance, you okay. Don't. Do we need to bring up last year's Kansas State game uh, when they should have been called for pass interference and weren't? That was Iowa State. Iowa State, sorry. Yeah. Whatever. Continue. Would we have? What would that have done to us? Nothing, right? Nothing. Because we lost to TCU. Uh. So. Rattler, I just I don't know. I I'm, I'm scared. This could be his breakout game. I, I'm just. He threw some balls like off his back foot, fading towards the sideline, like 50 yards um, the other night in the rain. And I was like, damn, this guy reminds me of like a little baby Mahomes. And I hate saying that because he's just a freshman. Dude, that's bold. I mean, okay, maybe. Like, yeah, Mahomes, when he was getting lit up by Quandre Diggs, probably looked pretty terrible. But (laughs) he's, yeah, Rattler's going to be good. Don't, don't give me, I'm not doubting him. This year, he's obviously not proven enough for me to really um, get behind it. But I, I get what you're saying about the, you know, not being able to stop it. I saw a couple of clips of them just like not even trying to tackle a running back. That's not even like moving that hard, but it's just, they're just standing straight up and just kind of falling off of guys as they run into them. Um, so it, it, it is similar to those, those God, God bless Mike Stoops. Those defenses are the best. I mean, absolute terribly in coverage no pass rush and can tackle. I mean, it was, that was fun to watch. So hopefully, hopefully, hopefully it's like that. I do worry though, that like, you know, you don't have a Colin Johnson, you don't have your little Jordan, you don't have your Duvernay, these receivers that can make, can really take advantage of a defense that doesn't know how to tackle that well. I I think there's a lot of speed on the Texas receiver side. I don't think there's a lot of physicality and toughness. Eagles hasn't shown it. Tariq Black's the only one who's shown it, but he can't catch a ball. I think Jake Smith's faster, faster than anybody, but, I, you know, maybe Schooler, maybe Epps. That's about it. So, I don't know, man. I think if we – if for Texas to win this game, I think you have to go back to your prediction last week. Somebody has over 130 yards or whatever running the ball. Is Roshan 100% though? Is Keontae going to be mentally there after, after that? I mean – yeah, someone remember, remember after LSU last year, he just was like gone for the next two games. Like, yeah, he was gone until the Alamo Bowl. Yeah, um, I agree. I think we we got to find a way to uh, I don't know that first and second down plays all like that whole game so so frustrating. Um, I just we got to one establish a run game, two find a way to get the receivers you know 
open again. I just, I mean, the fact that Wiley was our leading receiver in yeah. the ECU game is, is indicative of what, you know, the outcome. So I just, I don't know. I think you've got to at least have a hundred plus yards rushing. And then you gotta have what, I mean, Sam's got to stop rushing the ball. We got to give him a little more time. And I want to say that OU defensive line is not very good. No, it's not. They, they struggled. Um, I mean, they're better than our defensive line, but um, they're not, you know, the defensive lines that we've seen before from them. So yeah, not having Ronnie Perkins is huge. I mean, they were they were expecting him to be like their stud on defense this year after losing Kenneth Murray. Yeah, but like you said earlier, Rambo is the kind of guy we got to keep an eye out for. Kind of the uh, rather favorite target um, in terms of receivers, and then I guess TJ Pledger is the guy we really got to. Other than McGowan, you got to really keep an eye on. It's like I think for the first time in a while there isn't a like no, stud. Stud running back. No, you're right. There, there isn't because they all transferred to left. I don't know. It's kind of weird, but yeah, no, I agree. They don't have the stud guy. Rambo's the closest guy they have to being that like unbelievable playmaker that they've had for the past what feels like 20 years. Um, predictions. Get into it. I'm, I'm out on this motivation, the play calling, all about the execution. Until I see it, obviously this is a great moment and a great opportunity. Wow, I'm about to quote uh, the <laughs> speech from Miracle, but uh, I just I can't see him. I can't see him winning. I'll say OU 38, Texas 28. I, it's just I don't see it. Feels bad. Feels weird. 38-28, huh? Yeah. So I guess so you still think we put some points up. I but think we, we should, I mean, four, but against less points than Iowa State and Kansas State put up against OU. Do you think it's a clean game where there are a bunch of turnovers or are we, do we go, do we go up early? Do we lose? Are we down the whole game? What's your, how's, I guess. How's Sam feel? Like, is his leg supposedly better? No way it got better from the TCU game. I, I don't know. I, I Ugly wise, probably just ugly as in like can't get anything going. I Maybe a pick maybe one fumble, um, but I feel it's just kind of being a slugfest. Who's got the better lines going to win? And I think OU's got a, obviously a better O-line. We've probably got a little better D-line, but, you know, that's a stalemate. And then watching our O-line try to mismatch against their defense will be will be tough. And without Sam's unbelievable playmaking ability, I, I can't I can't go with us. It sucks. That's, that's tough to hear. In your opinions, sir. Is it my turn? I think it's your turn. It's only the two of us. So, so um, sources say, um, shout out to Thomas. Sources say from Chris Broussard, but uh, I'm hearing, I'm Chris hearing Broussard. here in town from several non-named older folk that. Um, there have been some Houston donors who have already turned against a said Tom Herman. I believe it. And that they are in the ear of a said Chris Del Conte. Um, I hate that. That makes me so mad that, I, that that's even the case. It just pisses me off even more that we have like this, such a political position um, of a head coach for our football team. I think Tom realizes the uh, importance of this game. I think it comes down to both of our new coordinators to, I mean, shoot, they're both used to OU and they've been around it. So I think, uh, I think we pull this one out. I think we're down at half 17, seven, but I think OU's defense falls apart and we win 34-27. So the exact opposite of last year's. Sure. Sure, why not? My, uh, you know, whatever hot take prediction, DeMarvion uh, forces a fumble. I thought he hit pretty That's bad. not even hot. That's kind of hot. He hasn't done that's like a lot. That's like lukewarm. I don't think that's – I think it's hotter than lukewarm. Oh, okay, cool. Random – Forces a fumble and returns for a touchdown. Forces a fumble and returns for a touchdown. Is that hot okay. enough for you? There we go. 
Does he score the touchdown or somebody else score the touchdown? He scores the touchdown. Full hit, pickup, ball, scoop, score, get in the fucking end zone. Our end zone, too. Our end zone, not their end zone. <laughs> Where 12,000 fans will be celebrating? Where, no, if that, more like. I, I that's a good question. What the actual. How much? How many, what was the Cotton Bowl hold? It's 12,500 seats for both teams. That's it? 12,500? You sure? Yes. Wow, that's sad. It can't hold a hundred though, and they said it's that. I mean, I think there's a little leeway on the whole, like twenty five percent. Yeah, I guess so. God, that's not like you know, sitting there clicking them in. Watching this on TV is going to be truly sad. Yeah, this is for a not being there, and b the visual. It's like, like watching it on. TV with knowing that the fair's not there, the corn dogs aren't there, the, and nothing's there is depressing. Will be depressing. It's up there with like to, it's definitely a top five sports atmosphere I've ever been been in for sure. Yeah, no, I agree, and it's just you know it's dead. It's, it's always such a pivotal like moment of the fall too. You know, it's kind of like you look forward to that weekend, and then. Everything after that is just kind of like, all right, we're getting into the holidays now. But that's like a yeah. great build up. <laughs> when, to this when, when's Thanksgiving? What? No, I get what you're saying. Okay, let's get into it. Games of the week. We've kind of been rambling on for a while. We don't do that. Uh, Florida Texas at – And Stuart's wrong again. Florida at Aggie, 11 a.m. ESPN. Aggie is plus seven, I think. Why is Kyle Trask starting to get Heisman? I mean, he's good, but I don't think he's that good. I, I don't know. I actually kind of like A&M plus seven. After not playing great against uh, Alabama, they're back home. I think they could actually, you know, they're tied with Bama for a while, or maybe, yeah. So I'll, I'll take I'll take Aggie plus seven. Florida, I haven't seen it. I agree. I think Aggie coming home, they've made they definitely kept it pretty competitive um, for the first quarter and change, and then Nick Seven said, "Okay, no, we're done with this. We're out of this." Um, so I. I think Aggie keeps it competitive. They actually may sneak a win out of this, and it'd be no bueno. But the overs at uh, fifty-seven. I like the over on that too. Why do I always think they have a big game at home during Texas OU weekend? Hmm. Like they sometimes play Bama at home. I don't know. Yeah, but, I guess they do. that is it is usually around the time they play Bama because that's usually around what week five, six is or five, six. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and they always start. SEC around week three or four, or so and they if whenever they play whenever they play Bama at A and M, it's always early. So, hmm. yeah, you're probably right. We'll have to. Uh, we got a comment that's not on the comment section because I don't think he knows how to comment on YouTube. Uh, said shout out to SEC Will. Imagine that he doesn't know how to comment on YouTube. Uh, yes, will the Rebs <laughs> cover twenty four versus Bama? Or will the hurricane make it a wash no, away? They will not cover the 24, but I don't know what the first half line is, but I guarantee that Ole Miss covers that. They always play Bama close in that first half. Is that in Oxford or Tuscaloosa? I think it's in Oxford. Yeah, I mean, maybe Lane Kiffin found something in getting that game last weekend versus uh, Kentucky in the missed PAT. Thank you, Will, for informing me on that one. I uh, Maybe he found something and they keep it competitive, but no, I think I yeah, think Alabama covers covers. It's in teams. Oxford. Though I, I, I would bet on Alabama to cover the twenty-four. I it's probably the first half is probably like plus thirteen or plus twelve. I would take Ole Miss, maybe even money line. Or go for if you really want to go full degenerate, shout out Robbie Thomas, put on the for the tie at half. <laughs> I'm serious. The Ole Miss, you know those Alabama games. Ole Miss is always in those. They do. That's 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 their game. And shout out to them for the uh, handful of times they took them down or whatever it was. All right, sticking with uh, SEC Tennessee at Georgia, two thirty on CBS. Georgia is minus twelve. Weird line. They opened at like minus fourteen and it came down a little bit. Georgia spanked Auburn. Auburn's so inconsistent. I don't know. Tennessee is ugly, but I could see him somehow covering this game. For it's always a that's always a underrated rivalry. I think I don't really know why, but it is. So I probably would lean towards Tennessee covering. 
What game? Tennessee at Georgia. I didn't get to watch the Georgia Auburn game, unfortunately. Obviously, it was not much of a competition. Um, but uh, I mean, who was Tennessee player? Who did they play last week? Uh, South Carolina, I want to say. Don't quote me on that. They played uh, Missouri. They played South Carolina the first week and played Missouri last week and beat them 35-12. So, so nobody. They haven't really played much. They're 14th, though, in the nation, which is interesting. So who's the quarterback now for Georgia? Is it still JT Daniels or who is it? Yeah, it's Daniels. Okay. Yeah, I'll take Georgia and Georgia covers. Miami at Clemson, 630 on ABC. Clemson is minus 14. Derek King has shown he can really play with uh, – competent offense coordinator with red Ashley. I think this might be kind of Clemson's reminder to everybody that, Hey, we're, we're by far the best guys here and they cover easy. Yeah. Prime time. It's, this is their show. Is this game day? I would assume so. It's ABC. I mean, it's definitely Herbie. So. Um, Before we hop off, I definitely want to say. It's only been going for an hour. If anyone has a time to serve in school or if they're hanging out at home right now because of COVID and can research the correlation between college game day, all, well, I guess all the pickers picking Texas and the outcome of the game, please let me know. I want to, I want to see regression analysis. Yes. That sounds like something for Jeff. What? Shut up with your crap. I don't need your your crap. All right. Uh, any last comments? Put them in there. I will say to all those who are going to the game, good for y'all. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm jealous. I honestly am. Oh, but you're going to the White House, so it's okay, well, right? Yeah, but like, well, there's like a major pandemic within the White House, like within the, the White house. house, within the actual house. So you have to go in like a hazmat suit on? No, dude. I, I we have to wear a mask and a, and a suit, but that's not related to the. Is DT going to be there? Uh, he's supposedly back in the White House. Whether he'll be there during the tour, I do not know. Huge. But if I just, I what I was saying is like I, I don't want like if I if he's in the house, he's just there. That's all I need. Just give me the hope that I might see him. If 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 I don't see him, it's fine. But if if there if he's there and I've got the hope that there's this slight possibility that I could, then that's all I ask for. I just want to see him. Have you been in the White House before? Never. I uh <laughs> will you stream the game on the White House tour? It's on Friday, so luckily no. We're going to the salt line to watch the game. If anyone remembers, we went there before the Nats game and after the game. It's a good spot on the like shipyard. It's cool. Oh, the salt line, I remember that. Yeah, the place is sweet. Yeah. All right, someone else comment. Let's give give, give us another comment before we hop off this thing. I can go eat my dinner. What are you gonna eat? I don't know. I'd go pick something up because I didn't get home until late. Somebody has a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, did you even go to the state fair this week? No. What? There is like, no state fair. No, there is. There's like a drive through thing. Oh, no. I did not do that. Oh, that's called not why being would, a big fan. Why would, no. I, dude, the state fair is like only fun during the game. Should I Google where was it Golden Chick? Golden Chick, what? Uh, the corn dogs? I might actually go get one. They, they look good. I bet they're great. Yeah, like, just kidding. There's not one anywhere near me. Oh, not in Houston? They're literally on the outskirts of town. Jesus. Yeah, go get one. No, like the closest one to me is 24 minutes. And 27 minutes. Nope. All right. I think that might be it. Should we do another YouTube live next week? I, like I this think one. we should. Like I can actually see you. Um, thank you for everyone listening. Hope you enjoy the music ensemble that has been brought to you if you're listening in podcast form. Please buy a shirt. It's Venmo me. Um, $15 and I will get that to you please uh, for the ad. shout out CMO shout out Epic Chemistry go check them out if you're looking for an alternate service company um, 
Shout out CMO with the t-shirts. That was all her. It was also her grandmother. So shout out CMO grand, grandmother to the CMO. Did we post something to so everyone can see what they look like? Yeah, check the Instagram. So we'll yell at her if not. But all right. Thank you everybody for listening. Thanks for all the comments. Don't get COVID. Hook and Morris. We'll uh, talk to you next week. You gotta take a selfie. Wait, wait. You gotta take a selfie with your beers and serious stuff at the White House. That'd be, that'd be Oh, yeah. No, I'm bringing a bunch of stuff. Don't worry. Good. Later. See you. Hey, hey, fuck The Mokies must have lost their soul Cause they hardly seem to win when they make it to a bowl Fuck you, hook them horns All our boys wearing burnt horns Give them Sooners a reason to mourn Cause we've been winning since the day we were born Hey, hey, fuck you They hate us, we hate them too and Tell me what the hell is an oak gonna do Hey, hey, fuck you You cannot get